EO Fire 1309. Do things and then look back what worked and what didn't. Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. The Fire Nation newsletter is where I share all the tips, tools, and tactics that make EO Fire a seven figure business. Text EO Fire to 33444 and ignite. Fire Nation, the countdown, it's commenced. John Lee Doom is here and I'm fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Mr. Rick Lindbergh. Rick, are you prepared to ignite? I sure am, yes. John. Rick loves technology. Half of him is extremely analytical. He is scientifically minded with the ability to interpret data for change. The other half is focused on interconnectedness. He sees the best in everyone around him and strives to inspire on a person-to-person level. Rick, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Sure. When I was young, I kind of hid behind books and computers because um, they were so much simpler than humans. It was more fun to help save friends from monsters and tweak computers <laughs> to max effect. Uh, but now I kind of help leaders decode their leadership and uh, using advanced analytics to transform insights into action. Because exactly as you say, John, it's all about taking action. So let's kind of shift a little bit into your personal life. Like what's going on in your world? Where are you from? What's going on in that world? I'm from Stockholm, Sweden, uh, currently the proud dad of a half-year-old daughter Whoa. named Saga. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a life-changing thing. And uh, I'm learning so much about self-leadership <laughs> by that young one. <laughs> um, in my business, I'm consulting, helping advanced analytics move forward business-wise and helping as a mentor of managers helping people transform their life. Well, on that note, Rick, we're really big on creating viable businesses as entrepreneurs. I mean, Fire Nation, we're looking to build businesses that we can be proud of, but that also generate revenue because we got bills to pay, let's be honest. So how do you today generate revenue in your business? I'm consulting within the business intelligence and mentoring leadership space. How have you found the best ways to actually find clients to consult? Providing results. It's always about results and keeping people happy. So you're saying that by providing results, you're getting referrals from your current clients? Yeah, exactly. So how did you get those initial clients? I've been in this area for 20 years, so it was a time ago I did <laughs> that. Uh, and and you, they keep adding up. And, um, but I think it is about being humble and helping people see how their future could transform what they could have. Now, do you charge on an hourly basis or on a results-oriented basis? I, I charge on an hourly basis, but I'm working to change that. Now, what are you looking to change that to? I'm looking, I want to go more online to help people while I sleep, primarily with podcasting and stuff like that. So helping people for free, because I really believe in the power of free. Um, but also, so people can level up independent so i'm not the bottleneck when my hours aren't the bottleneck because right now with what i do that's what i feel i i only have so many hours i want to work every week so right now you're working hourly and yeah. you're thinking about or you are in the process of taking things online to become more leveraged to be more scalable etc 
Have you ever considered working for clients, not necessarily on an hourly basis, but on a results-oriented basis, meaning like, hey, I will, instead of charging you by the hour or by the project or whatever, I'm actually just going to take a percentage of what the results I bring into your door happens. Has that ever crossed your mind? Yeah, for sure. And I've had that discussion with a lot of clients, but it's hard to, uh, and the, the benefits of it, you, you share the risk with your clients. Right. If you're, you, if you're not getting the results you promised, you're not getting paid. Uh, the thing is, most of the clients I've been working with, they don't, they, they want the safe buy when, when it's hard to convince their manager in that approach when hiring services. It's so much easier to just do what everyone else is doing. I definitely get that on a lot of levels. Just one thing that I can see from like a business owner myself is I would love having somebody working for me, like as an independent contractor, et cetera, whose compensation was tied to the results because then their motivation is 100% to maximize the results. So to me, that seems like a win-win in a lot of areas. So Fire Nation, you know, maybe if you're in a situation like Rick and you're just tied to the hourly, maybe these are some conversations you can start to have because maybe your clients are a little more entrepreneurial than Rick's and they're a little more standalone and maybe they are decision makers and you can say, hey, listen, instead of me charging you for 10 hours of work for your book launch, how about I get 5% of the revenue generated from your book launch? You know, insert any project there that might work. Just some food for thought, Fire Nation, because, you know, again, we're trying to come up with ways that you can get off of that trading time for dollars type thing and be waking up with dollars in the bank account type thing. Now, Rick, I do want to shift to a story that you've experienced as an entrepreneur, and that story being what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. So take us to that moment in time, Rick, and tell us that story. It was when I started my company. Uh, I was helplessly controlled by my own people-pleaser habits. I was serving the clients. Everyone was very, very happy. But I was so bad at saying no to things. I ended up working so many hours, uh, not getting paid, but also not doing the best of the job because I was always trying to help so much. I never had time to really focus on doing the work that really mattered. And um, people were happy, but once again, it's all about the results. And when we try to please everyone, it's really hard to focus on the one thing that makes a huge impact. Okay, so those are moments. That's not a moment in time. I want you to take me, Rick, to the moments that you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. I want to be there with you when you are literally like putting your head through your computer. I mean, what was that moment? Um, it was maybe 10 years ago. And I was, I remember from seeing photos when I was blue eyed and always tired, <laughs> always saying, hey, sure, I'll help. I'll do that. Uh, I'll get it done to you by Friday. And it, it was so taxing. And the thing was, I was getting a lot of compliments and people saying thank you on a very um, low level. But in reality, I never really connected to what really made a difference for them. I just kept running and running and running. So I just drained myself. I thought, uh, in, in the end, I ended up not doing the best job I could for my clients without realizing it. And then I started feeling more guilty because I knew I wasn't keeping up with my promises. And that's not good for business. 
So I ended up, you know, working for free for lunches for people, helping them solve their problems instead of realizing I'm really digging myself in a deep <laughs> hole here, just trying to help, 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 uh, instead of seeing it from a zoomed out perspective and helping them realize what is really important for them, get the insights and the power to change what really matters. Fire Nation, what kind of life are you creating for yourself? I mean, are you creating the type of life where you're just over committing, where you're headed towards burnout, where you're waking up every morning feeling guilty, not putting forth your best work because you've just said yes to too much, you've taken on too much, and maybe you're not that you know passionate or skilled at the area you're going in because you've just been drifting along? Or are you taking a step back and saying, hey, like I know I'm working hard, but every day, you know, at the very least, once a week, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to give myself some space and I'm going to make sure that the path I'm heading down, the path that I'm, you know, moving forward on is the right path. It feels right to me and that's growing a business that I want to be a part of. I mean, we all have bills to pay, so we have responsibilities. We have to do those things. But don't overheap those things on your platter fire edition to get buried and go into that downward spiral that Rick found himself in. Overworked, tired, not producing good, good, good quality work, guilty because of it, and so and so forth. That is a downward spiral. So Rick, that's my big takeaway from that struggling area in life that you were going through during that 10 year or, or 10 years ago, I should say. What do you want to make sure that Fire Nation gets from your story? Once I really started to say no uh, and explaining why, of course, I said no and what I wanted to focus on, a lot shifted. Of course, you get some initial tension and resistance when you say no to things. Because you've never said it before. They were like, what do you mean Yeah, exactly. I've never heard you say no before, Rick. (laughs) Exactly. But suddenly I started to get a lot of more appreciation for the work I did. Suddenly people didn't take me for granted, of course, because I've always been there for them. And in the beginning, for me, that felt so contradictory because in my heart, I felt bad for saying no. But now I know that that's what you need to do to really provide the best service for those you choose to serve. You can't help everyone because you're just spreading yourself too thin to really do the work that matters. Fire Nation, I challenge you to start saying no. It is such a freeing feeling to just look somebody in the face and say, listen, I like you as a client or I love you as a person or I want to do this for you. But the answer is an absolute no. Like this is not going to be part of work that I do. And be clear, you know, don't be like, well, uh, no, I can't do that now. But like, you know, don't be shifty. Just look at them and say, no, the answer to this is no. It is such a freeing feeling. And now you can, number one, like Rick said, and I love how you put that, Rick, like you started to now get respect for, for saying no. You actually started to have a more perceived value on your work because you were saying no. All of these things were spiraling now upwards instead of downwards, Fire Nation, because of one single word, no. So say no. Use that word. It is a very freeing word. And start saying yes only to things that are bringing you up, not bringing you down. Now, I do want to shift, Rick, and I want you to tell another story. And just like I did for the worst moment, I'm going to drag you back to the moment if you try to get vague on me. Take us to an aha moment that you've had, to one of your greatest epiphanies to date, and tell us that story. What did that look like? That was it, really, that being so exhausted, trying to help everyone and always running, running, running and starting to say no. 
So that was a great aha moment, but we've just talked about that. So I'm going to shift. You've had a lot of aha moments. Take us to another great aha moment that you've had and tell us that story. Just serving the clients, this isn't enough. Um, I get asked often to help deliver tools or softwares or um, just a thing. But what really matters is the transformation it can bring. So I work a lot in the business intelligence and everyone wants the new cool tool or the new dashboard or the new graph. And then they think the journey ends there, but the journey actually ends when you have the leadership. Because if, if you have a graph saying you have a new customer over there, then you actually have to have people go get that. If you have a, a graph saying you're dropping your customers here or your number of downloads is going down, uh, you're bleeding basically. So Rick, tell us a story. Tell, take us to a moment when you actually helped a client do just that because of your understanding of that epiphany. I remember I had a client who built the system around uh, a certain mindset for how things uh, were used. And then when we dig down into the data, we saw that reality was totally the opposite. And then, of course, I got a lot of resistance from the organization and saying, well, you know what, we just invested millions of dollars into building this system leaning to the left. But what are you showing us with the data is that it's re- we should be leaning to the right, and that's not working. And, but when you have take the leadership time to actually drive into the insights that you have to do things differently, then, then the business totally transforms. And having to face that tension and being courageous to stand still there, just pushing for it, before everyone else is realizing this has to happen, that takes a bit of courage, and you're not getting people thanking you for it. But once you're over the hurdle, then you get a lot of thank you for it. Rick, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur? Sometimes I get very attached to the vision of how things can be. And um, I have to be humble and show vulnerability for that it's, it changes hard. I, quite often, I am of the mindset that everything's easy if you just start in the right way. And that can come across to people as a bit of arrogance. And um, I'm sorry to say that. So I really have to focus on talking to people on the level they are right now before talking about the vision of how things can be. What's your biggest strength? I'm a great listener. I like being silent and inspire trust in people by just listening and boosting their potential, helping them take action and dare to embrace things, what they can become. It's kind of funny how people start talking when you start listening, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I love that. So, Rick, what is one thing that has you more fired up today than anything else? I just ended Seth Godin's course, altmba.com, and the people I've been working with are so pumped up in starting to ship things. So, of course, myself, I'm also starting to ship the mindset of shipping, and uh, right now I'm building a daily actionable tips newsletter or something to put on the phone in accomplishing more every day. Also being very inspired by your Freedom Journal. Thank you, and Rick. Yeah, it's amazing. And 
it's all it's uh, the freedom journal is amazing that it helps me see my self leadership and become aware of my patterns and what I'm doing, uh, and I want to do something similar to help in the newsletter format or on, put it on the lock screen on the phone or something right. just to, to bump into people's awareness that I really need to do the heavy lifting so I can accomplish more. Well, I love your talk about shipping. It is so important. And that's why Seth Godin is so valuable to listen to and to read on so many levels because it all comes back to that theme. Like we as entrepreneurs need to ship. And no, we don't need to ship the perfect product. We need to ship a product, get feedback, pivot, ship. Get feedback, pivot, ship. That's how we build something that matters, Fire Nation. And I love your kind words about the Freedom Journal, Rick, but I got some great feedback about the Freedom Journal, and we're printing 20,000 more copies as we speak, edition two, and it's going to be even better than edition one because of the feedback that we got. So it never stops. You get the feedback, you pivot, you ship, and you just keep doing that, iterating and improving. So all of these things, Fire Nation, critical Now, as you can tell, Rick is going to be dropping some value bombs in the lightning round. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick minute to thank our sponsors. Picture this, Fire Nation. You finally get an email from a prospective client saying they're ready to jump on the line and chat about the amazing services you provide. You're so excited. And so you email back with a suggested date and time. Then you get a reply saying they can't make it. So they throw out another date and another time. The back and forth continues until you've both wasted precious time and built up a ton of frustration. Doesn't sound like much fun anymore, does it? Stop the back and forth with the power of Acuity Scheduling, where you can sync your clients, your calendar, and your cash. Acuity allows you to handle forms and payments before your appointments, so you can get right down to business. Visit acuityscheduling.com slash fire and get 45 days free. Rick, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I sure have. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I would say fear. I was so longing for a safety net, longing for a guarantee that going all out as an entrepreneur would work. Um, and I'm not f- still fully recovered for that fear. Uh, I am a freelancer. I'm not I'm a contractor. As, as we said earlier, I'm not like you, full entrepreneur who's built this uh, enterprise that is moving while I'm sleeping. But I'm working hard to get there, to figuring out how to take this step to become a real uh, entrepreneur. Well, I got a secret for you, Rick, and for you as well, Fire Nation. The fear never goes away. It never goes away. And that's not a bad thing because that keeps us on our toes. That makes us realize that, you know what? All the magic happens outside of our comfort zone. So it's okay that we're outside of our comfort zone. Now, what's the best advice you've ever received? I think it was from you and from uh, Tim Ferriss when I heard it, when I actually started to to take it on. But I think I've seen it for all my life. And that is, think, 80, 20 Mm. in most things you do. What 20% of of anything gives you the 80% of the effect you want? Or what 20% is stealing the 80% of the effect you want? And the thing is... I've seen it so many times, but I think it was when you and Tim Ferriss were starting to talk to it, it sank in that this is so important. You really have to say no to some clients. You can't please everyone. I mean, Fire Nation, all we have is time. All we have is limited bandwidth, limited energy. Why are we going to spend 80% of that 
on something that really doesn't move the needle that much anyways. Why not just focus all of that on the 20% that really makes a difference and drive forward? Now, what's a personal habit that contributes to your success, Rick? My curiosity of other people. Uh, I help other people open up into what's to be curious about themselves, to be genuinely and willing to help. And um, that, that's helped me build so many relationships over the year. Can you share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation? Slack.com. That's great for discussions. And we kind of use it like email. And you can scale that up uh, to premium service if you want. I also want to recommend Blinkist.com. That's a book summary service. You get one free summary a day, which in my mind is really, really good because that opens up. You read stuff you wouldn't normally do in a few minutes. And you can get premium there as well if you want, but you don't have to. Blinkist.com, Fire Nation. And if you could recommend just one book, Rick, for our listeners, what would it be and why? Work-wise, it would be uh, how to win friends and influence people. And I think you can get that on Audible. So that's great that we have you. Uh, Relaxing-wise, it would be Ready Player One by Ernest Klein. Ready Player One. It's so funny you say that. I was out to dinner with Pat Flynn the other week. I said, dude, what do you do to relax? He's like, well, I read some fiction books and I'm reading Ready Player One right now. It has been years since I've been like so into a book that I can't put it down. That book did it for, I couldn't put it down. I'm like, oh my God, like I want to cancel all my interviews today and I just want to read this book, (laughs) Ready Player One Fire Nation. If you read that, and you enjoy it, which I'm sure 90% of you will, shoot me an email because I, I love hearing about people loving that book. Because it, to me, it was so fascinating. And Rick, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do? in the next seven days? First, I'd figure out if it was just me being new on this planet or if it's (laughs) everyone. And if it is everyone, I would take the initiative to be the networker that helps other people meet each other. Uh, It's a strange game window when everyone is new. And I'd be very mindful that those that connect the first week is usually not the same people that make business forever. And uh, I would use those $500 to invest in food and giveaways, knowledge, seminars, or anything to get people to show up at these networking events. The laptop, I'd be playing cooperative computer games just for fun. (laughs) That's also a great way to connect with other people. Well, that's a very fascinating way to look at this question for sure. And Fire Nation, see that mindset shift, you know, for... Over 1,300 episodes, everybody's been answering that question in a very specific way, just assuming that everybody else in the world was already there, but I never said that. And Rick said, hey, maybe they're all new like me. Like, let me be the leader. Now, Rick, I do want to end on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. The best way to reach me is ricklinberg.com, or I'm not really using Twitter, but you can find me at ricklinberg there as well. Or try listening to my podcast, that's uh, relationshippower.com, or you can find it on your phone by searching for Relationship Power at Work. Or you could try, if you're into computer games, you can try uh, finding my podcast, Analytic Gamer, where we combine leadership, 
and computer games. And what's a parting piece of guidance? Reflect. Like with your Freedom Journal, do things and then look back what worked and what didn't. Don't just work, work, work. And uh, serve people, help other people become successful, but also take a step back every now and then and say, am I serving the right kind of people in the best way possible? And am I serving myself? It's like when you're on the airplane, you have to take on the gas mask on yourself first before you start helping other people. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with RL and JLD today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Rick in the search bar, that's R-I-C, and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've talked about today. Of course, ricklindberg.com, and check out his podcast, Relationship Power Podcast. And I just want to say thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you very much, John. Ready to eliminate the annoying back and forth of scheduling with your clients? Take control of your calendar today with Acuity Scheduling. Visit acuityscheduling.com slash fire and get 45 days free. Fire Nation, thank you for listening to EO Fire. Visit eofire.com for killer resources, free trainings, and so much more. The accomplishment of your number one goal is just 100 days away. Text JOURNAL to 33444 and begin your path to freedom with The Freedom Journal. Ignite! Ignite!